Yeah, so I think there's lots of opportunity for us in, in IoT, both on the enterprise and in the, the home space. And there's just to, to wrap us up from our conversation today, I just wanted to, uh, to ask JD, uh, JD to talk about uh, matter. Right? And if you could just uh, explain to us uh, what matter is, and it's not the stuff that makes up the universe, it's, um, it's, uh, it's something else. So if you could just enlighten us on, uh, on matter and uh, let us know what's Absolutely. going on there. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Uh, again, as I said earlier, you know, I've always kind of been excited about the protocols and kind of watched what's taking place there. And so, of course, the big question now is, is does matter matter when it comes to IoT? Um, matter is uh, matter is is essentially a rebrand of what many of us probably know as chip or the connected home over IP um, solution or or I guess I guess um, working group that that um, is uh, th there's a stupid number of companies involved Samsung Apple Google you know all, all of the major players and in many ways where we're at now with IoT is is where um, where we were. 20 years ago with Wi-Fi, right? If we think about Wi-Fi, right? Wi-Fi is, we, we think about Wi-Fi and we often use Wi-Fi and wireless interchangeably. We often use Wi-Fi when we're actually talking about uh, 802.11, right? Those are interchangeable, but Wi-Fi is actually more than that. Wi-Fi is a complete protocol stack. It's 802.11 for Fi and Mac. It's, T uh, it's, it's IP for, you know, for, for addressing, uh, at the network layer, it's TCP, UDP, ICMP. It's it's all of these things that get layered on. It's it's um, it's encryption and and onboarding authentication. It's it so so Wi-Fi is much more than 802.11. Matter is much more than 802.15.4, which is what it's built on, right? Um, so in in the case of Matter, what we have is 802.15.4, which describes the Fi and Mac layer. It's six low pan, which is really IPv an adaptive layer for IPv6. It's how do we take ridiculously large IPv6 packets and, and cram them down into this this these tiny little um, um, you know packet sizes that we use in IoT level. But it's it's ultimately IPv6, um, and then it is. Um, uh, Wow, I just went completely blank. Uh, blank. <laughs> uh, and then it's thread, uh, uh, you know, above that, right? And and then uh, and then in a, wrapping around that is is onboarding services and, and security and all of those other things that kind of go along with a complete uh, solution. So when we think about what the Wi-Fi Alliance did, what the Wi-Fi Alliance really did was was create a, a space. Um, of interoperability. I, I would say the Wi-Fi Alliance, in my personal opinion, the Wi-Fi Alliance, um, the Apple Airport, and then the Intel Centrino solutions, right, total solutions, were kind of the thing that that brought what we think of today as Wi-Fi into the mainstream, right, because, because those were complete solutions that that guaranteed things would work, you know, in a particular manner. And, and that's what we're now seeing with, with um, with matter and and, um, uh, and and kind of what's taking place there. It's so important, in fact, that if you actually right now, if you go out and you look for the Zigbee Alliance, they were also a member of, uh, you know, of, of chip initially and, and, and what's what's now matter. If you actually go out there, what you'll find is, is, is they're not really the Zigbee Alliance anymore. Now they're the Connectivity Standards Alliance and the Connectivity Standards Alliance is is pushing matter. They also are still supporting uh, Zigbee along with the, uh, you know, a few other protocols, 
but but really now everything is about matter and 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 the bits and pieces that come along with it. So we're we're kind of in this this early stage. In fact, right now, um, if you know, um, while we're recording this, uh, happens to uh, be whenever CES is going on, and and so it, it's definitely worth kind of keeping an eye on what is coming out of CES. Um, you know, obviously you you, you want to be looking for um, um, you know you know for matter um, for 802.15.4 for six for these you know kind of lower protocols but you'll see a lot of a lot of people this year begin to talk about matter and I think further on really next year especially as as we kind of get out of this this chipset shortage and and kind of the issues that are kind of involved around that you're, you're going to see an explosion uh, of, of those devices that are that are matter devices um, and, uh, and, and, and we're going to see this, this kind of, I personally think fairly fast transition from, you know, from a, a, a very broad market of, uh, of protocols that all kind of have different layers, you know, you know, attached to them, um, to, um, I, I would be willing to bet within five years, 80% of the devices that are, that are, are uh, the IOT devices that are sold that are not Wi-Fi will be matter you know there's obviously there's there's i think there's you know wireless heart and and you know there's some of those that are going to stick around and and, and going to be um uh, more long haul but i believe matter is kind of where things are headed so the great thing about that is is if we if we look at um maybe the good news is if we look at uh the cwicp training uh for example um, we spend a lot of time in understanding 802.15.4 and understanding six low pain and understanding thread. And so if you understand from a wireless perspective, um, those three protocols, you understand a large portion of what's taking place in matter. Um, and, and from that point on, it's really just, again, understanding the, the onboarding and, and kind of some of those other, um, you know, the, the uh, other requirements that come for, for a secure network. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out. Um, I think um, we will probably, when we come back around to review the CWICP uh, in a few months, um, we will probably have to at least address it in some manner. Um, but um, I think in the, in the both near and long-term, if you're looking for what IoT protocol to begin exploring, matters a great direction to go one, because it's got the industry support with all of the companies that are involved. Uh, and two, because, um, because as you understand that, you understand so many of those sub-layer protocols that are, that are going to be really important to us long-term. Yeah, the future is going to change quickly. And uh, I think it, it's encouraging to see a convergence on, on one standard instead of a uh, you know, disparity of many different protocols. Um, but, but I wonder sometimes from the consumer's perspective, uh, you mentioned, you know, watching CES and looking for, you know, if, if products or uh, new, new ideas coming out, if they have that, that matter certification or the matter logo, uh, do you think consumers will, will care about that or will they just care about, hey, this is some fancy new toy and it's going to work really well when I try to connect it to, to my, my car or my kitchen or my toaster or my coffee machine? Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's a great question. So the standards consumer probably doesn't care, right? It's just another term and, and technology. But what what does matter, what 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 the industry cares about, right, is this whole interoperability 
And uh, as we know, there are a lot of, there's HomeKit, there's, there's Google Home, there's um, the Alexa, uh, um, uh, you know, ecosystem around, uh, you know, an Amazon world and, and um, Samsung, um, um, shoot, they're, they're, you know, their protocol stack, um, smart things. Um, and, and there's the Hue, uh, that, you know, made by, well, was Philips and now it's Signify. Uh, so there are all these little, you know, bits and pieces um, that, um, that they care because they want to be able to interoperate, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Google wants to be able to interoperate with all of your home, home devices, whether it's one of theirs or not, because they're not going to be able to, to harvest your data without it. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but, but, uh, but, but more seriously, you know, they, they, it, it, it behooves them to have that interoperability, which is the reason they've all become, they all became part of chip and, and they're all part of, uh, you know, all part of matter. So it, it's, it's, I think it's going to be less about, um, initially, it's going to be less about, um, you know, consumers going and choosing matter. Like for, for me, I, I just moved. Everything I'm buying is, you know, is going to be, um, uh, you know, capable of, um, uh, of thread, right? So, so if, essentially, if it's capable of thread, you know, it's uh, six low pan and 802.15.4 and most likely will be matter capable. Um, and so I'm actually getting rid of a lot of stuff that, uh, that I previously had that was Zigbee or was Z-Wave or was, you know, some other protocol. Um, and so I think there are going to be some people who are, who are going to, to kind of make that decision. But I think the reality is, is just because the, the device manufacturers care, we're going to see this fast transition to, if you want a smart home device, it's going to be a matter device. Um, and then, and then in the long, in the maybe near term, you know, the, the, uh, and, and, and midterm, the, the customers win because they do have that interoperability. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I think about all of the, you know, part of the things that came along with, with doing a smart home over the years has been, you know, all of these add-on services so that you can get this, this, you know, um, device to talk with this other device or, or to, to, to spur, uh, you know, to, to, to spur an action, right. Or this internet service to, 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 to be able to do these things. And even as a technical, technical person, that wasn't always easy and it wasn't always consistent. And it was sometimes more frustrating than it was worth. And, um, you know, there were definitely times when I took whole systems out and just pretty much threw them in the garbage because it was just like, it, it's no longer worth the frustration. Um, and even as a technical person, I wasn't able to make it work well. So the consumers are going to win because I think a lot of that's going to go away. And then the other thing that we see, you know, when we, when we, because this is, uh, I, and I think that's one of the things that came along with kind of rebrand, you know, when it was branded, uh, the connected home, uh, over IP or chip, um, uh, uh I think it was over IP or was it interoperability Any, either way chip. Um, uh, the fact that it had home in it, said to everyone, well, this is a home protocol. Well, HomeKit has home in it. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there's, there's a lot of enterprises networks that are trying to figure out how to interact, you know, how to to bring in HomeKit, the number of enterprise networks out there that are dealing with headaches around Bonjour and MDNS and, and all of those things that are really built for home networks. Right. And, and they're being kind of forced and, 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 and brought into the enterprise. So make no mistake about it. This is definitely, this is intended to be a, a 
a unifying standard across both home and enterprise. And, and, and we will, you know, we're all going to benefit from it. The unifying standard of everything. I hope. Can I be a little <laughs> controversial, JD? Yes, yes, please, yes. Okay, so recently, and what I'm working on at the moment is uh, what's happening, you know, in the CBRS band, right? Mm -hmm. And so to be a little bit controversial, um, you know, it's forecasted in the next few years that the industrial IoT space will be much larger than the home market. And there's a lot more money in the industrial space in terms of um, having more expensive IoT equipment. The, you know, the IoT, the home is always going to be fairly inexpensive equipment, but in IoT, there's a lot more money to be spent. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next few years with the 5G LAN. Right, as we bring the 5G technologies and they start to be deployed by the enterprise. And so some of the stuff I'm seeing is an overlay on the Wi-Fi networks in order to put critical traffic on it, um, you know, quad stuff, high reliability. 5G is still emerging. You know, it still doesn't give you that ultra high reliability that the factory systems need. But, um, you know, it's just... I just think that world is a really interesting, like the home market, I, I absolutely 100% agree with what you're saying. It needed matter and it, it really needed to focus. But I think there's a really exciting space when it comes to market share in the industrial space and what's happening with the 5G lands. Um, interesting one to watch. Be an interesting podcast in the future. And should be yeah, it's a really good, really good part point. of the certification, by the way. <laughs> I haven't quite won that argument with Tom yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> it, it, uh, it absolutely would be. I will say uh, I'm, I'm actually a huge proponent of uh, CBRS, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out of that. I believe that it, it certainly has its strengths, and I could, you know, can, can definitely see that also being, you know, one of those large players in that. Um, there was, I, and if it helps any, I will say that in the CP uh, uh, JTA, we did have a long conversation around whether or not we should be including CBRS. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the only reason that we left it out wasn't about whether or not it was um, um, relevant to the to the field. But it was more because there was there's already training um, around it and cramming, you know, cramming a, a couple of hours of conversation around CBRS into into uh, what is already a kind of a crowded uh, field of 10 other protocols um, didn't do it justice when there is CPI training and, and other you know, other training that's, that, that's out there that ultimately, if someone's going to work in that space, probably needs to take anyways, that, that's mm -hmm. separate. So it wasn't to, it wasn't to, um, um, to, to diss, you know, CBRS to say it doesn't, you know, it, 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 yeah. it, it's not important. It was more about whether or not we could do it justice and whether or not uh, there was already trained, you know, solid training out there for it. So, so I'm 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 completely on board with you. I, I believe CBRS is is going to be the other one, and I agree that should be that would be a great conversation to to have on a future episode. Yeah, and give you a, I probably shouldn't say this, but what I'm actually working on, and it won't be part of the IoT certification, but we're actually working on putting some uh, video training up um, for the Wi-Fi folks to help them understand what is 5G LANs, what, what, is, what does it actually do, how does, 
5G differ from Wi-Fi? What are its strengths and weaknesses? Um, and, and to help Wi-Fi people really understand how it can integrate less of an IoT, but more of you know a, a LAN thing, but it feeds into the IoT space as well. So probably middle of next year, there should be some uh, video training up there, not part of a, uh, an official cert, but certainly giving the industry something. And hopefully I, I didn't spill the beans on something. <laughs> I don't know if there was meant to be a big announcement. I'm sure there isn't, but oh, I might be shot <laughs> later on. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Avril. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, may, I may be totally shot now, but um, but that's what I'm actually working on. Um, Fantastic. I think that's awesome. That's um, that's something that we need. I had a gentleman in class a while back who just didn't understand Wi-Fi. He just couldn't get his head around it. Mm. And he said, he asked me a question. He said, Phil, he said, try and explain to me again. So, so which channel... Does the Wi-Fi go on so it can negotiate with the access point so it can get a so it can get a, a channel or a TDM to operate on? I said, hold on, I said, you come from cellular, right? He said, yes. I said, forget everything you know about that. It's the wild west of Wi-Fi. It, none of that. We all we all, it's like it's like a like a fight in a bar. Everybody goes in and they try to to do what they can. And and he said, Oh, oh it just suddenly clicked into place. Because people don't understand that cellular is a totally different way of doing it. The sure the radio protocols, the RF protocols are similar, but the structure and the concepts are completely different. So I'm very much looking forward to that, Avril. Mm. Uh, I, I'll definitely line up for that one because that that's that's something we can encourage to to learn more. Because I I think I think five G is going to be huge mm. because. It's got the ability to, it's got the ability to be Wi-Fi on mass, right? So Wi-Fi for a country, not not just for your house or your enterprise. It's going to allow you to be mobile and connected with fast data rates if we believe all the promises. Mm. And I think that's that is going to be another changer in the industry. When yeah. when not only can you walk around your building and be connected, but you can walk around the city or the county or the country and remain connected. Yeah. The cellular guys will have a lot easier understanding of Wi-Fi if you just talk AX and talk resource units because yeah. they have resource yeah. blocks. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of go, oh, I get it. Which, which, which is where it kind of came from, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're all going in the same way. <laughs> yeah. I, I give people an analogy and I talk about my, my grand caravan has ABS. And I, I love my grand caravan. And, um, and uh, it has ABS. Well, 25 years ago, Ferrari invented the concept of ABS for their uh, Formula One car, right? And it cost like a million dollars per car. It doesn't cost that anymore. And I tell people that what the seller guys and gals do today is what we will end up doing in five to 10 years. OFDMA is a, a classic example of that. Because mm -hmm. you can spend a million dollars on a technology in the seller space, but you don't want to spend a million dollars or you don't want to pay a million dollars to have that technology in your access point. Yeah. And interestingly enough, in the cellular camp, their standards now are focused on developing something that's cheaper. Can we take <laughs> out the complexity? Can we make it, yeah. bring it down because we can't penetrate these markets like Wi-Fi can? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 It was fun. Fun days, right? Absolutely. I, 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 think, I think the one thing I've learned is that what I know now will need to be updated in a couple of months or a year or so. 
or next week or next week that is right because the one constant we have is change right it's it's and uh, i I tell people um in class and things that that since i left school i haven't stopped learning i Mm. i did a novel certification a long long time ago and ever since then i've been doing microsoft certifications and cisco certifications and CWNP certifications and CompTIA certifications, and the list goes on. Because to remain relevant, you have to keep your knowledge up. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that, I think, is the important thing, that we, we need to keep up to date on technologies. Yeah, even on this podcast, I've learned stuff from you guys. Awesome. That's our goal, Troy. Right? Mm. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. Have we everyone learned something. Yeah. And, and we have, a, we have a, at least two more podcasts scheduled, I think, uh, Troy, from the conversations we've had today, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's expanding, it's spreading. This is good. This is good. Uh, but on that note, let's uh, let's bring the, the podcast to, to a close here. So just do a, a quick round table. Uh, ask you guys just for your, your thoughts, final comments, just on today's show, your thoughts about uh, anything that we talked about. Um, we'll go to, um, let's go to JD first. That's uh, your closing thoughts. Um, you know, I think mostly it's uh, maybe two closing thoughts, and that is, um, if, if we're going to call ourselves wireless engineers, not Wi-Fi engineers, then we have to be able to to at least have conversations and, and uh, one day work in the non-Wi-Fi uh, protocols. Um, so pick one and, and begin learning it. Um, again, 15.4, if you understand 802.11, is, 15.4 is, is kind of similar. It's, it, you know, it's pretty easy to, to kind of begin wrapping your head around. Um, I do have, I'll actually tweet it out again today. Uh, if you guys want to link it, you're more than welcome to. I have a kind of a cheat sheet of, of protocols that's, that kind of have some specifics um, that may help people to kind of wrap their heads around what is consistent across all protocols, right? Um, and so I'll kind of, I'll tweet that out today and you guys can link it if you want. Um, it was something awesome. I Thanks, Judy. class, yeah. Um, and uh, and then and then the other thing too is, again, uh, you know, just be willing to have, uh, to change your conversation style sometimes, uh, you know, when it's required and, and to kind of be aware of, of who you're talking to and, and how their conversation style may be a little differently and, and how without changing the message at all, little tweaks in your conversation style may, may bring out someone and, and get someone contributing in a new way. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be better for them. But, and also if, if, if you're someone you're working with better for you. Cool. Thanks, JD. Um, Phil, let's go to you. Final thoughts. I think we've covered a lot today. What what great session we've had today, Troy. Our guests are wonderful. Thank you very much. I, I think the um, to JD's point, Dan, I think one thing I'll say now is um, I've seen a, a tweet going around the Twitter sphere recently about being kind. Just be kind. When, when, you, when you respond to people, you, you have the choice. You have the power. You can be kind or you cannot be kind. Well, if you choose kindness, you make the world a better place, right? And one, one situation is if, if, if you're talking with someone, if they, you think they're being stupid or they just don't understand something, think for a second, maybe they interpret it differently. So I'll just leave with the thought, be kind. Let's encourage all sorts of more people to come into our industry. And it looks like there's loads of room, Avril, from what you're saying about industrial IoT Remember that before 2006, the concept of the iPhone didn't exist, if I got my timing right. Well, maybe 2022 is the year where 
IoT takes off and, and thousands or hundreds of thousands of new jobs are created in the technology that didn't exist last year or, or, or well, the technology existed, but the concept of the job role didn't exist. So let's be kind to each other. I'll tell a story where I wasn't kind once. I was younger and I walked into a room for a job application and, and guess who was sitting there? It was the guy who I wasn't kind to. And I'm sat there going, well, this interview isn't going to last long. And I learned a very important lesson that day that you never know when someone that you've been kind or unkind to is going to be in a position of power over you in the future. So I learned a very, very, since then we've become good friends. So that's got a happy ending. But um, be kind to people because you never know when you walk into a job interview and they sat there as the interviewer, right? Yeah, very good point. Be, be kind. Right. And Avril, let's go to you. Yeah, so I'd like to build on what JD and, and Phil were saying. And and really, I mean, going forward, I think you can't be in a silo anymore. This 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 world we live in is too complicated. It's got too many things going on. And you've got to start collaborating. You've got to get out there. And I'm really thrilled that both J Phil and Troy, you reached out and said people can connect to you. Because, and and JD's so uh, vocal on on Twitter, and also you know, as I said, come out and uh, you know, reach out to me on Matter because it's important. You cannot do it alone. You cannot in all these pieces you cannot put the whole system together anymore it is too vast and you need to rely on people and network well so my message would be use podcasts like this to interconnect with people that you're seeing get out reach out to them talk to them uh, take them up on their offer when they say to you uh, talk to us uh, go and talk to them because you need them down the road in your job if you're going to be working in this space Absolutely great points. It's it's an industry of it's who you know and the, the relationships that you build. If I could add one point to what Arrow said then, I want to emphasize that when you see people doing podcasts, um, you might think that they are these wonderful people who haven't got any time. What I found in my experience, what Avril said, is if you reach out to these people, they are very welcoming and they will gladly they're not going to fix the problem on your Wi-Fi that takes them four days free of charge, but they will give you advice and they will respond to you and they will engage. And so absolutely reach out. The Twitter sphere, we have a huge wireless community in the, on Twitter. Um, there's Keith with WLPC, the Wireless Land Association. Uh, there are lots of opportunities out there with people that, that want to help you. So by all means, reach out and engage. And on that note, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening to our show today, the Channel 42 podcast. And special thank you to Avril and JD for being our guests on the show. So Avril, CWISC number six, and JD, CWISC number five, thank you again for being our guest. And uh, we hope to have you guys back on the show in the future because uh, you brought up some really interesting topics that uh, we definitely want to dive into the deeper. So on that note, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the show and uh, have yourselves a great rest of your days. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank